0: The Book Thingo podcast is a lively discussion about romance books, culture, and bastos language. This is episode 46 featuring romance novel bloggers April and Chachik in Metro Manila. Book Thingo would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was produced and pay respect to their elders past, present, and future.
1: Welcome to the Book Thingo podcast, talking about... We love especially romance. very fast on the Book Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the BookThingo podcast. I'm Cad Mayo from BookThingo.com.au, an Aussie blog for romance readers. Last episode you heard from some actors from hashtag romance classes live reading events. But what's it like to be in the audience? I spoke to two women who are no strangers to dirty books, April from The Reading Bells and Chachik from Chachik's Book Nook. In Manila, I caught up with lots of romance readers, writers and live readers, but I feel like April and Chachik are my sisters in smut and I'm so glad we were able to record together. And what would a Romance Class episode be without a live reading? Make sure you stick around to the very end of this episode to hear Salve Villarosa and Migs Almendras read an excerpt of Locked Box by Eve Dangerfield. You can find information on all the books we talk about in this episode by going to bookthingo.com.au slash
2: podcast and clicking on episode number 46. Hello, everyone. I'm April, and I blog at thereadingbells.com. I started reading romance when I was in high school. When uh, one of my titas or aunties, uh, she has this uh, collection of Tagalog, PHR, Precious Hearts Romances pocket, Pocketbooks books, and uh, when she was at work, I read it after after school, and that's. That's where it all started. But right now, I don't read much Tagalog anymore, Taglish anymore, because the reading device I have is a Kindle, so there's not much Taglish romances available on Amazon for that.
3: Hi, I'm Chachik. I blog at Chachik's Book Nook. Uh, chatcheck.wordpress.com, but I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, and Etsy, and I'm actually more active on those social media sites. I started reading romance also in my teens. I think it started uh, building up when I was reading the Sweet Valley books, starting from I started from the kids, and then Sweet Valley High, and then Sweet Valley University, and then I moved on to. There, there was this series called Love Stories by, I think, Bantam Books that I really followed. And I remember uh, two of my favorite romance was written by Elizabeth Chandler, I Do and At First Sight, and those were like really favorites until now that I reread. And then I moved on to some of my mom's uh, Mills Boone and Harlequin titles because it was just summertime and I didn't have enough books to read you know not having access to good public libraries so i think that was mostly it since then i've realized that you know romance is such a fun genre to read so you guys have been in live event readings what's the experience like
2: it was awesome it was always a new a new feeling like i attended all the live readings except for the first one where where they met Gia for the first time. But ever since after that, I attended and it's, it's like different from the other and it's getting better and better. And the recent one, Feels So Hot, is very amazing and should be there. So
0: it, when you're oh. an audience member, are you speechless or are you a screamer?
2: I'm more like I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding. Right for sit meets, right? I was like ah, No we were at that I, Jody. Yeah. We're hiding. I'm hiding behind Jody's because everything is ah.
3: It's just overwhelming. But, yes.
2: <laughs> How about yourself, Chachi?
3: I've only attended one Feel So Hot, which is this <laughs> steamy one. And for me I think I'm more of the laughing kind. Like I I find it funny. The I mean, of course I like the experience because it's different when the scenes are read out loud. I think that kind of experience brings a different angle to to romance and the scenes in general, but for me, what really is funny is how the readers and the authors react. It's like everyone's brought back to high school, and the, their crush is paying attention to them and trying to have a conversation, but they're like so overwhelmed and they can't even like process <laughs> it. So that part is the is really the main highlight for me but it's a lot of fun I definitely do. so that's
0: interesting because one of the things that I've observed with these live readings is that the actors themselves sort of gain a following among the authors and readers so is it really like that like what's the relationship like between the audience and the actors
2: I think it's more of their performance because like with Gio he has this uh Signature has unique twist in every live reading, and it's always brand new, like he's gonna show a sunskin." <laughs> and, and it's different, and it's very um, what do you call that new for other readers. Some are
3: even shocked, but they're there. I'd like to think of it as like a symbiotic relationship where both sides get something out of it because the the live readers definitely feed off the audience. Like you could, I could tell that they enjoy getting the reaction. I mean, they're actors for a reason, right? This is something that they do, and of course, the readers and the authors also get something out of it because it's a different perspective to hear someone. Like there, there are examples of books that I've read and then I, I heard them being read out loud during Feel So Hot and I'm like, I don't remember that scene being like that. So it's, it's also a different way of seeing things, I think. They bring out a different side. So
0: romance class is something that has only relatively recently
2: become a thing. Where did you look for romance before romance class? Before Romance Class, uh, I think I have already read a Tessa Bailey book. And that was, that's when the dirty books come in. It all started there, Tessa Bailey. Line of Duty series
3: before Romance Class. Before Romance Class, I used to love the Summit books, which were also Filipino books that was published by Summit. I think Mina, who started Romance Class, also has... One of her first books published by Summit, My Imaginary X, those were for local books. But for foreign books, I think one of my gateway romances was probably Julie James. I think I've read romance before, but I remember I loved her books a lot. And she was one of the contemporary romance authors that made me want to read more in the genre.
0: So I know all three of us read explicit books. What makes a good sex scene for you guys? Do you
2: prefer it from the hero's point of view or the heroine's point of view? I'm, I'm more of the male point of view.
3: I don't really have a point of view preference. It can be from the female point of view if the male also voices out how, what he's feeling or you know, what's going through his mind. Yeah, that's the thing
2: if, uh, on the male point of view. I get to, what are you thinking? about this girl you're having sex with.
3: Yeah, I think that's the interesting part for a lot of readers because you want to, to know what what's on the other side, right? April doesn't read beyond contemporary, right? Yes. But I like all kinds. I like paranormal. I like urban fantasy, fantasy, high fantasy, epic fantasy. As long as there's a good... Romance. For me, I'd like to say I'm a character reader, so as long as I'm rooting for the characters, I like the characters, then it's, it's going to work out for me.
0: What are your deal breakers for a romance story?
3: Cheating! Cliffhanger.
2: No to cheating. Yeah, yeah. and absolutely. 100% no cheating. What
3: about Menage? Yeah, it's okay for me. I don't read Menage. <laughs> Is
0: that because of the, it's too,
2: there's too much tension and there's too much uncertainty? Yes, and they just own. Right.
3: Actually I think you just need to find a good author who could pull it off. I remember the one I can't describe if it's Minaj or like uh polyamorous relationship that I read was L Kennedy, um, where there was a navy SEAL guy. I I and read, then I read uh, that. Yeah, so that one worked out for me, I think. For me the Still first Minaj
0: was Emma Holly's. That was the first time I realized that you could have a romantic ending with with, More, three with three characters, right? people, yeah. yeah.
3: So that's how I felt that, you know, she made me believe. I mean, not that I would go in, in yeah, that yeah. direction, but <laughs> she made me believe that it can work. It's possible. Yes. <laughs> April's like, mm, I'm not sure. No, no. What about priest romances,
0: where the hero is a
3: priest? As long as they're out of the priesthood by the time something really happens. If they kiss and then immediately quits the priesthood out of guilt? No, I think it's fine if maybe they're thinking about it but nothing has happened but if something has happened then that's kind of like a deal breaker for me it can happen i do have some friends who wanted to be priests and was going in that direction for a few years and then they got out so it can happen but not while they're in there while the vows still hold I haven't
2: read any priest romances because I think it's one of my deal breakers as well. Is that partly cultural? Do you think?
3: Definitely. I mean, it's a the Philippines is a hugely Catholic country, and I think it's it's some some people just like would not consider it at all.
0: So for me, it's more like I've heard too many stories of people whose dad is a priest and who basically. Like, it's just such a complicated life and a complicated relationship with their, with their parents when it's that situation.
3: But it used to happen a lot, right? Like, colonial times. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe if it was like historical romance, yes. if they can consider.
0: Well, what about Jennifer Halleck's historicals? Have you read those? I haven't yet.
3: Okay. I have Under the Sugar Sun yeah. and Yes, to Defrocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, know. I am pro defrocking. Yes.
3: Definitely dress. if he gets defrocked <laughs> then I will definitely read for we him. We need to okay. undress it father was red and dress. on the feel so
2: hot. It was red, right?
3: Under the sugar side. Yes. yes. Feel so hot.
2: You know, now that we're
0: all sort of online and we can connect via Twitter and social media, has that changed the way
2: that you've blogged and read books and discovered new authors? For me yes. But I'm not sure if it's because in Instagram my followers and the, the people I'm following read really less pubbed books. While in Twitter, it's traditionally published. So it's easier for me to get recommendations and uh, other, other stuff on Twitter than in Instagram. Because I trust the people on Twitter because they like... As book recommenders, you mean? Yes. Because the, the the Instagram people were more like menage, threesome. They even encouraged me to read the wild, which no, no way. <laughs> There's no way. While in Twitter, the conversations there were essential to by reading romance.
3: I think the blogging the blogging scene has really changed over the years. I started blogging in 2010, which was seven years ago, and at that time, I think most of the interest interactions um, with fellow bloggers and authors happen on your own platform let's say wordpress or blogspot but nowadays i think a lot of the conversations are happening on more stream of consciousness apps like twitter or litzy or instagram and it's just i think because everyone finds it a lot easier to interact on their phones than sitting down on a computer or laptop to discuss and it's also faster like the moment you're reading something you can just talk about it on twitter or you can tag someone you know that would like this so I think it's just the the way that that the internet is also developing has affected how blogging works. What are
0: some of the books that have changed the way you see romance or read romance or have changed your perspective on of what romance can be? That's tough. Oh, <laughs> no. So for me, the first time I read Mina's work, which is my fairy tale fail, was the first time that I realized there were Filipinos writing romance. Oh,
3: yes. That was also my introduction to, I mean, to romance class. I had read the Summit books before, but fairy tale fail was the title that got me into um, indie pub. Uh, Filipino authors and that's when I realized that hey and at that time when I read it I was the same age as the characters and I was like oh there are romances that are like this is kind of like my life it's kind of like a story that could have happened to a friend of mine so that was definitely a game changer for me
2: Filipino romances I think yes that's that's the how I started reading a romance class as well when I was still reading uh, Summit Media books and then I discovered Nina And then I followed her and some other authors.
3: I think a game changer for you would have been Tessa Bailey, probably.
2: Yes, I think it's Brent's book. But I
3: can't sure remember <laughs> the title. Asking for Trouble? You're definitely yes. like a
2: hero POV asking,
3: reader. I think
2: Asking for Trouble. Asking for Trouble, Brent's book. But yeah. my favorite is Troy, so...
3: <laughs> I think um, Tessa Bailey's book was also an introduction to me of how steamy the romances can be. I remember the first one I read of hers was um, Officer Off-Limits. Yeah. 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 Um, but there are also other romances that I think have had strong impact on me. Like probably, I would say Ilona Andrews because I love their books.
0: Okay, so you're the one who got me to finally read Ilona Andrews. <laughs> and like, I owe you for that because it's, a, it's really good. Like I've been enjoying her their work a lot.
3: Because I love how they have... Uh, different series and each series has so one is urban fantasy and then one is kind of um, a high fantasy or actually a friend to describe it space fantasy but it always works. I don't know what they do but the something just clicks. I mean I would definitely say that I'm um, I'm their target reader because I really love whatever that they write and I would automatically buy whatever they publish. She would
2: automatically recommend
3: Yes. Yes. And what I love about them is also um, it doesn't matter whether they self-publish or they're published by a different publisher. The writing is just so consistent that I think the voice, I think, is just very, it's, it's uniquely theirs. And because I love their work so much, I've gone online and asked, are there any other um, books or authors that you would recommend that are similar? And I think most people would say, not really or they'd give some other titles which I have tried and I haven't found anything that I love as much. Wow. I mean, there are other authors like that, right? Like, I love Laura Florent's books and I think no one writes like she does. She brings to life Paris and uh, Provence grass and it feels like you travel there when you read her books. I also love Lucy Parker's books. So there are authors that I feel like they are uniquely their own that their voice really shines through.
0: Are there any types of romance plots or tropes or characters that you would like to see more of?
3: I always like enemies to lovers. I think if anyone says that this book has this trope, I would automatically buy. Right now, I'm more on the single parent book
2: and more sexy times. Sexier, even better. Do you prefer
0: single parent hero or single parent
3: heroine? Don't care. I don't care. Yeah, it works either way. For me, what I'd like to see more of, I think, is banter, like, you know, yes, the back and forth definitely. between the, the two characters because I think that's, that's something that, you know, something that they develop outside of their physical relationship and I think yeah. it's just, it just makes everything stronger.
0: That brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you to Rudy Bremer, our fabulous audio producer. You can find the show notes at bookthingo.com.au slash podcast. Just click on episode 46. I think it's fair to say that you guys loved our previous episode featuring romance class actors Rachel, Migs, Salve and Fred. I don't think we've ever had a more highly anticipated episode and your reaction tweets and emails and Instagram stories have been fantastic. Thank you so much for the feedback and let me know if you read the books after listening to the readings. But also don't get complacent. We have more readings coming up and I'm not even exaggerating when I say that we are working up to a climax. If you enjoy the Book Thingo podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. This helps other listeners like you find the show. In the next episode, we talk about a new romance class initiative, a romance imprint called Flair. I'll be joined by authors J.E. Trier and de Los Reyes and romance class founder Mina B. Until then, I hope you enjoy this excerpt of Salve and Migs Reading from Locked Box by Aussie romance author Eve Dangerfield.
1: She pursed her lips.
0: If you get drunk with me, I'll tell you who at Brent Hill Googles the grossest things.
1: Doesn't that breach some kind of confidentiality agreement? Julia smirked.
0: You're thinking of priests. Why? Got something to hide?
1: Oh, he said too quickly.
0: Be careful, or I might get suspicious.
1: Max desperately tried to recall his browser history. He definitely looked up divorce lawyers at work. He had emails that showed his best mate lived with him and not his wife. With a jolt of fear, he remembered Dean downloading a hookup app on his phone and changing his username to hungcop69 when Max couldn't order pizza at four in the morning. His skin went tight. Julia laughed.
0: Don't look so worried. I promise I don't stalk my colleagues.
1: Max examined her smooth, gold cheeks. Well, you're not blushing, so I'm inclined to believe you. She immediately went red, and he wondered if he'd ever get tired of seeing her do that. You haven't been thralling through my search history.
0: The only dirt I have is on cops who download viruses with file names like Six Ano.
1: Jesus, who did that?
0: I'll tell you, if you have a drink with me.
1: Max hesitated, more tempted than he wanted to let on. He pictured Julia drunk, her eyes bright, her mouth swollen with liquor, sitting in his lap, kissing him with soft, whiskey-flavored lips. No, no, no. You're not allowed to get drunk with the IT girl. You're a sad, soon-to-be-divorced asshole who's going to be laughed out of his job. The last thing you need is alcohol complicating your fucked-up feelings. Screw it. Max extended a hand. Let's do this.